0: and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today we
1: get to speak with Kim Cullen. She is in North Wales in the UK, and she's a community strategist that specializes in building tight-knit Facebook groups. She helps empower and inspire more women leaders to engage with their community and to educate them on the importance of building their network to succeed. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hi! Thank you. I'm waving, and no one can see me here. <laughs> oh, night. I can I can see it in my head. I can see you waving and saying hi to everyone. I love podcasting because you're all the way in North Wales in the UK. Um, love your accent, by the way. And I am here oh, um, in California, and but yet time zones, distance, all of that has become irrelevant these days because we can talk together now. And in, in some ways we're also defying, it's almost time travel because this conversation we're having right now, somebody might listen to it two weeks from now and for them it'll be fresh and it'll be two weeks before in our past. So I love that podcasting connects all of us so closely across vast distances, across time, temporal, everything. I love it. So thank you for being here today, Kim. Oh, thank you for having me. So I love what you do because you're focused on building tight knit Facebook groups. And I want to know a little bit more about what that is. So what does that mean? Do you help business owners do it for themselves? Do you teach them how to do it so that they can do it? Or do you actually kind of take the reins and do all the tech work and be the the keyboard person yourself to help owners that way for their businesses? Or, Or is it something completely different? So I love kind of digging into the, okay, I hear what you do, but tell me more about what that actually means. Absolutely. Well, you're not
2: far off track. At the moment, I'm a for you Service because most of my clients are speakers, um, you know, events, um, speakers, press conferences and events. So I'm very hands-on when it comes to Facebook groups and um, the community building. and um, so as you say, I'm on the keyboard, I'm making sure that the members have everything they need to feel supported. I'm also like the human um voice behind the brand, as if to say um not that I'm taking over from my clients as such because they're still there, but then members understand that they're busy. So I'm like uh just like a friend type of person that can just tell them where to go if they need something or give them anything if they need it and just to keep them engaged really I post the content on there some fun content I also help promote my clients events if they're online or in-person events or any books that they have coming out any podcasts So yeah, I'm mainly a done-for-you service, although I am going to get into coaching other people how to do it as well. That is something on the horizon at the moment.
1: So I'm old enough that I remember a time when social media didn't exist. (laughs) There was no, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to date myself too much, but I remember a time when email didn't exist. You know, it was, I mean, it might have, um, I'm sure among academics, but it wasn't something where everybody had an email address and you have to have one to even access your anything, right? Nowadays, it's so ubiquitous. But so how did you go from not having maybe even a social media account, if you're old enough to have been, you know, around prior to social media and Now you are the expert helping people create Facebook groups and have the right kind of brand presence on social media. What does that journey look like for you?
2: Oh, good question. Okay, I'm going to rewind all the way back now. A few good few years, okay? <laughs> so I was working, I was working a nine to five and I worked with children and I loved what I did. I genuinely loved everything about it and I was good at what I did. However, my, the last place where I worked, the people inside that they didn't seem to like respect each other. Okay. But it went over my head. You know, I was like, just get on with your work here and go on there. And at that time, there was no social media in my head. There might have, might have been social media, but not to me. I wasn't on Facebook. So nothing like that. I wasn't even on any email lists. I don't think I even had a computer in the house, to be honest with you. But anyway, when I was in the setting, I just, I just couldn't bear that they didn't respect each other. And at the time I started having depression, I started having anxiety problems and I had quite a few mental health issues that I was trying to deal with at the time. So I was trying to work and I was trying to deal with this, but of course I was being, I was sort off sick quite a lot and I was constantly being told off for being sick. You know, although I had the proof that I wasn't quite mentally well, They just literally they treated me like rubbish and because of that I became isolated and my mental health became worse um, when I had an atopic pregnancy what changed that for me was my assistant manager told me I was lying and I needed to get her proof then I kind of kind of flipped in my head I thought right this is not for me anymore and I literally quit my secure job, um, not the way I would have liked, but I quit it. And later on, I became pregnant with um, my daughter. And my depression, and my anxiety, it just got worse, you know. And I felt the only way for me to earn an income was to join an MLM company and run it through this new thing, social media. So that's what I did. And I felt if I could do it on social media, I could hide when things got hard, And that was my mindset all the way through, like, oh, okay, I can say this and I can go and hide if it's the wrong thing to say. But throughout them years, nothing happened. I had a few team members, you know, a few sales. But the promise basically of earning thousands in a few hours a week, it just Didn't happen, especially not through social media. In fact, I was probably spending about 70 hours a week trying to get sales to hit my monthly target. But what got me was I was spending zero time with my daughter, my partner, and my mental health. It was suffering, it was getting worse and worse. But at the time, I'd met this um, woman and she later on became my friend, a really good friend of mine through Facebook. And she was actually making a business transition into becoming a marketing agency. And she said to me, right, listen, I do a little bit of work on mindset, but I also do marketing. And I was like, okay. And she said, would you help me with my Facebook group? I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll give it a go. But... Little did I know that I fell in love with the process of building real relationships through Facebook groups, creating a human element, especially within a digital community. And I just fell in love with just chatting with people. I wasn't being salesy or nothing. I was just being myself. And it gave me confidence. But what topped it off was that her sales grew and her engagement exploded and her Facebook grew and grew and grew. And... I just clicked. I thought, hang on, I'm being myself. I'm not pretending to be someone I'm not. And then basically from there, I built my portfolio. started getting my own clients each month, um, you know, when I work a few hours and still get to spend time with my little girl, my partner. And I just fell in love and I was getting results. I was working for big companies and my confidence grew and grew and grew and grew. And And basically here I am now (laughs) talking on podcasts.
1: No, this is amazing. And I love that it was such a process, you know, even just the confidence building. I also love what you said about, it's sometimes really hard to be dealing with either an illness or depression or even you know if you have something going on in your life outside of work like a sick relative or or you know just something that you, takes you away mentally a little bit it is really hard when you have a corporate job where they can say something to you like i think you're lying prove it to me because it, it's really disheartening yeah. you know and it to be questioned on just ordinary life things that everybody should be have the right to take care of is one of the reasons a lot of people leave corporate America or corporate UK. I don't know if you call it corporate UK on that side of the (laughs) ocean, but here we call it corporate America, you know, where you just leave and you decide you want more autonomy to call your own shots, um, you know, to be your own boss. And um, that part of your story, I think really is going to resonate with a lot of us who are listening to it because that's not an uncommon scenario. I hate to say it, but it's not uncommon. Yeah, absolutely. And it,
2: the more I do share my story, I've gone from the person who would cry every time I thought about my story, let alone share my story. But the more I share it, the more people are coming up to me and going, do you know what? Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Plus I'm not crying so much as so I just want to share my story. But I really do believe that sharing your own story will inspire others. And it's, it just might be what they want to hear, which is brilliant.
1: Yes. The right message at the right time happens yeah. so often. And uh, maybe there is someone else listening who is dealing with this right now where they have a supervisor <laughs> saying to them, yeah, you know, I don't believe it. I don't believe your, your medical reason, I think. And it's difficult. I mean, here we actually have a lot of laws that protect employees from being questioned on medical issues by their employer. Um, there's some protections where you don't have to share your medical information. But even so, I mean, the law is the law, but people get around it. And it's one of those things where it still happens every day, every day out there. So for you working in social media, all of us need to have as Good a social media presence as possible, and not everybody has the ability to work directly with you. Although maybe they can, and we can talk later about how they can do that if they want to outsource some of the social media work. But give us some quick, easy, low-hanging fruit um, wins—things that you find most often when you're talking to entrepreneurs and people out there with businesses that they're either starting or managing. What are some quick tips that you like to give people to help them improve their social media, or you know, some common mistakes people make that they should avoid? Absolutely.
2: That's another great question. <laughs> you're, you're a great question,
1: by the way. Well, thank you. Um, well, yeah. it's a curiosity. So, I mean, it's truly, really, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at your bio and what you do and your history. And and one of my first thoughts in my head is like, oh, you share with us some of your knowledge because it's, it's a great forum for that and we can all use the help. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you.
2: First thing I would say is don't get involved in the hustle culture.
1: Okay.
2: It's Especially um, new entrepreneurs, they're coming into social media and they're seeing certain people posting 33,000 times okay a day. This is on point, and they've got 10 million followers or whatever. But what I would say is don't get mixed up in that hustle culture of constantly working. Don't constantly be on social media checking your notifications. Don't constantly be looking at your followers. Just don't get mixed up in what other people are doing because at the end of the day, the whole point of being an entrepreneur, well, in my in my eyes, is so you have the freedom to do other things. So you're not stuck in a nine to five or for me, I love spending time with my family. So that's, that's the whole point of doing what I do. So that would be my first thing is, Don't get um, mixed up in the hustle culture. Don't constantly go working. The other thing I'd say is make time for you and your family, or the things that you love. Totally um, make time for that, even if you have to time block. And then going into the actual practical part of social media is be honest with your audience. Okay, connect with people, network with people, be genuinely interested in what they have to say. Don't go in with the mindset of, right, I'm going to speak to her and I'm going to sell her something. Go in with the mindset of, how can I help that person? And I don't want anything in return. Now, if you get into that mindset, your business is going to go a lot quicker and you'll find that you'll get so much pleasure out of helping another person. And although your sales might not be direct, you will have sales in time. Whereas if that's from word of mouth or somebody seeing you help someone else, anything like that. So that's a really good tip. And it's a lot of um, it's a mistake that a lot of people do as well, but not because. They've been, it's, oh, sorry, got mixed up on my words on. It's because they haven't been told. There's a lot of people out there that will tell you, listen, you need to sell. And especially people who have targets and stuff, you need to sell this much to get this much. And then your whole kind of mindset just goes weird and you say right I need to buy this I need to buy this I need to sell this I need to sell this but if you go with giving value without wanting anything in return it's going to take you a long long way so that's a really good tip that I've learned and I learned that the hard way as well networking like I said, also when it comes to your profile is when it comes to content especially make it engaging make it inspiring and Try, when I say engaging I mean ask a question at the end or it can be something like what do you think of this or it can be click on this link always have a call to action to it but always be honest with your audience as well I'm very I know of other I can't speak tonight. (laughs) Sorry. But yeah, I know authenticity is a word that is thrown around everywhere on social media, but it is something I highly value. I really believe in being yourself, whereas if that comes from your content, and I don't mean being yourself, pretending to be yourself and being someone completely different when you're not there. I mean, just be yourself in general. If you're not feeling it and you're having a, like, not a very good day, then tell your audience, listen, I'm not having the best of days, blah, blah, blah. I'll be back on tomorrow or something like that. You don't need to tell your whole life story to begin with. You don't even have to say it at all. But I do highly recommend that you do be genuinely you with your audience. I love
1: Um, it. I love love that you said that. You said, don't be (laughs) you pretending to be yourself. I love it. Because yeah, that's it's so true. Authenticity and just being honest. It's so important because think about it. If you had a friend and your friend and you would go out to you know get coffee, if your friend was just never honest and you'd be like, how was your day? And they would just always say exactly the same thing. Great. It was a 10 out of 10 every single time. But if you saw that there was a disconnect and like in their eyes, there was that it it wasn't honest or it wasn't authentic, you wouldn't really feel that there's a connection there because you wouldn't really feel that there was a genuineness, right? But if somebody's Absolutely. just honest and shares with you and, you know, and it doesn't, they don't have to go on and on about it. They could just say like, oh, not the best day. You know, I ran into some trouble, but it's all going to be fine. That's, that's good too. It just, you don't have to have, you don't have to reveal everything, but just being authentic in what you do say really goes a long way. I agree with you there for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so you have your daughter. What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Because I love when people are entrepreneurs, they can create their own calendars for the most part. If you've designed it right, then you can create your own calendar. There's you know, of course, client mm-hmm. demands and, and things that come up, or even emerg- work emergencies, all of that we can't always control. But what do you like to do in your non work hours for fun or hobbies or family time? Okay,
2: well, family time goes without saying, and um, every day I would genuinely, I love spending time with my family, well, my partner and my daughter. But I do also like me time. Okay, I don't like like spending twenty four hours a day with my child because you know I like me time. So I love running. Well, I try and run; it's more like plodding, but still, I'm a runner. Um, I love mountains, especially. I will sit on top of a mountain for hours and hours and hours. I love it. it. just And I'll usually take a book with me as well, because I really, really love reading. But yeah, they're my three kind of special me time stuff.
1: <laughs> well, I'll definitely picture you reading a book on a nice mountaintop somewhere. I think that's actually, it sounds wonderful. It makes me want to go do a little more hiking, to be honest, and, you know, fresh air and outdoors. It's one of the things that we really probably don't take enough advantage of as people if you live in an urban center because it's so easy to forget to get out and actually connect with nature and sit on a tree log and, and takes connect with the yeah. earth you know and not just always be separated by pavement your shoes your socks and and not have any connection to nature physically so I love that you do that and Thank so you. a lot of people listen to this podcast not just to hear you know great ideas for ways to be more efficient to create more open space in the calendar but also for ideas on, hey, maybe I want a new career. Maybe I want to do something different. And you work in social media management. What can you tell people who want to start out in social media management or in the social media world in some way in marketing that could help them get their first push into that career?
2: Oh, brilliant. Um, So I'd say go for it first because... Even um, there's so many different trends, they're changing all the time and it's actually really exciting. So, you know, just immerse yourself into that and just go with the flow. Be prepared to make mistakes, okay, because that's how you learn when it comes to social media. You can put a strategy in place and it just won't work But and then you can feel a bit down about it because I've been there. But what you don't understand is that another time in a different platform that same strategy it could work the other way around so I'd say just go with it and I'd also say keep a community of people around you not just for clients as such, but friends and people on the same level as you, people that can support you either when you're celebrating or when you're there, when you're feeling a bit down. I'd also say consistency is a big thing when it comes to social media. So if you're thinking of coming into social media um, management, for example, consistent oh, i told you i couldn't speak did i sorry and <laughs> um, consistency is huge as well because you have to implement the same thing for a number of days in order for you to see any kind of protection whatsoever coming from it so consistency is a must when it comes to it also being organized as well i'm not the best at being organized but at home but when it comes to my work I'm very very organised and I find that it makes you more productive um, and you don't stress so much about it later on in the day. Be prepared to jump out of your comfort zone. Try not to be scared. I know it is very daunting to do it. For example, going live. Not many people like going live and showing their face, but this goes back to what I was saying earlier about being you. Um, There's so many times that I've gone live on Facebook, or especially within my group, and the postman's knocked, and I am one of them people that will stand there and go, okay, two minutes, guys, I'm just going to answer the door. And I do, because he wants me to sign for a parcel or whatever. And they're still there when I come back because I'm really honest with them where I'm going. So don't be afraid to do that. And yeah, this next step, I think, doesn't matter what entrepreneur, doesn't matter what you're going to be doing is keep some time for yourself every day, even if it's five minutes.
1: Amen to that. And when you say you keep yourself organized, even more organized at work than you do in your personal life, what are some of your best tips for staying organized? Is there a certain app or tool or technique that you use that you find really useful to keep yourself on top of everything? I do.
2: I am very old school. I love my Philofox. I don't know if you've heard of Final Facts, but it's it's a diary and you get to put your own pages in there. So I love my diary. Um, I love my online one as well, but my physical diary is everything to me. Everything goes in there, including notes as well. And I actually know where everything is. So time blocking within my diary is huge. And it was actually my mentor that told me about time blocking. I'd never heard of it before. And since she introduced that, my life, business life just like, Change completely. My life did as well, actually, because I time block things like going out for lunch or something like that. Because we're all busy, we forget sometimes that if we've got a podcast book, for example, but then we're supposed to be going out with a friend, if we can get confused, well, I can. I'd also recommend a timer as well to keep yourself organised on on time so you're not scrolling through Facebook. If you want to go and connect with someone, then you put a timer on, say, half an hour and you don't mindlessly go through Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, something like that. But yeah, Google Drive as well to keep yourself organised. Just put everything in Google Drive. Title it, put it in folders, put them in files. Just, yeah, they're my main tips for keeping organised.
1: And so adding all sort of the time that you spend on your business together in an average week's time not you personally because I know you know every person is going to choose their own level of of workload but can somebody work let's say 20 hours a week as a social media manager and make a full-time income from it? Income sufficient to support themselves and their family? Or do you think it's more of a a 40-hour-a-week full-time job? Give us that kind of week in the life of, you know, or even a day, an average day in the life of a social media manager so that people can kind of estimate would this fit into my lifestyle? Is this the type of job that I could do and um, that would allow me to maybe leave my corporate job where my supervisor keeps demanding that I show them my medical records? You know, they yes. may have these thoughts. So, what can you say to someone who's having these questions?
2: You can absolutely make a full-time income and a lot more within 20 hours a week. Me, myself, sometimes I've worked five hours a week. Um, like you mentioned, like it depends on my family life. Um, if my daughter's off school, for example, I work less hours, but I still earn the same amount of money. Um, but I've also, I can work 60 hours a week because I love what I do. I don't need to work that much, but I can if I want to. But yeah, absolutely. You charge, to make it simple, basically, you charge more. You charge what you want to make that amount of money that you want to make them hours up, if that makes sense. Like, if it wasn't for my mentor, Rachel, I would still be charging a little amount of money for hours and hours. So I do highly recommend that you get someone that can mentor you um, so you can make sure that you're earning enough for the work that you're doing. But again, that does come... With practice as well and mindset. Because when I first started, the first thing I said to momentum was, No one will ever pay me $3,000 for that. And then at, over time, I realized how good I was and the results I was getting. Now I'm charging nearly double that for some things. So it's absolutely, you can do it. And it's the freedom, it's the flexibility. The only thing you'd have to not worry about, but discuss is if you're working with someone abroad um, with the time differences but even that if you get the job done and you're good at what you do then time zones don't really matter because you've got scheduling systems as well which are brilliant.
1: I love that I mean it's so so true all of it and I think a lot of people are scared because like you said it's about mindset they're like why would anybody pay me to do this I'm just starting out or I don't have a ton of experience and it's it's all mindset It really is all mindset because and you don't have to be the best, most experienced social media manager in the world to offer really good value to a client who has zero social media presence and they are literally on their knees begging you, please, please. Let me hire you so that you can come and actually give me a social media presence. And they'll be willing to sort of let you learn on the job. There's a lot of people I know who learn on the job. So even if you're not already trained, you don't already have your mentor, you can definitely hit the ground running. Um, Of course, you should get a mentor, you should get training. That way you can charge more and have more confidence when you go out there and pitch yourself to clients. So how do people get in touch with you, Kim? Like I know people are listening to this saying either, okay, I need Kim in charge of my social media, or they're thinking maybe Kim has some sort of mentorship program or training because I want to actually be Kim, then maybe (laughs) she can train me. So how do people reach out to you?
2: Okay, I'm on Facebook. Um, anybody is more than welcome to send me a PM on Facebook. I answer all messages, but I really love my group. It's a small group and that's how I like it. And I love my members and that's called Social Media and Coffee for Entrepreneurs. Also my website, network.com. You are also most welcome to email me and that's kim at uk.
1: Fantastic. Definitely reach out to Kim. She is a wealth of information and just so lovely to speak with. Kim, thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your wisdom, for giving us so many tips and uh, for sharing your time with us.
2: Oh, thank you so, so much for having me. I love what you stand for and I love your podcast show. Thank you.
1: Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and if you leave a review on iTunes, I promise I will read every single review. If you know someone who makes a full-time living from part-time work, and maybe this is you, please visit lifestylesolopreneur.com to nominate a guest or to nominate yourself. Because remember this, money doesn't buy happiness. But money in the hands of a happy person, there is no greater tool.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by the Get Shift Done program. It's a lifestyle-changing online class to help you define your business and lifestyle ambitions and to set goals in a way you've never experienced before. This class will 10x your daily productivity with methods that will blow your mind. And if you use the coupon code podcast, the class tuition is 99% off. Visit GetShiftDone.com to enroll today.